Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. The game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. How about those Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Corner here with Andrew and Dale. Today we're going to be recapping uh, the Chiefs versus Jaguars game. Uh, it was a victory by the Chiefs of the final score of 27 to 17. So, Dale, how'd you feel about that game? Man, I felt uh, as uh, I was just a, it's a kind of a, a slow, controlled game. I think from the get go, the Chiefs had control of the game the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it did seem that way for sure. So uh, there's a lot about this game that kind of stood out to me. Uh, I mean, one big thing, and I'm sure we'll kind of get to it at some point at least, but let's just get into it now. Might as well. Let's do it. Let's go. The Juju Smith-Schuster hit. How do, okay. you up, how do you pick up a flag on that play? Not only that, how do you pick it up so fast? Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> – there's many ways you can – even if you don't want to call targeting, you can still call hit on a defenseless player. Yeah. Because there's no way he could have prepared himself for that hit. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the same guy had a big hit on MVS just a few plays later. Right. Same guy. And I'm not saying the second play should have been a penalty because after watching the replay, I'm like, okay, that one I, – I can let that one go. I get that. Right. But – you don't think that because he got away with it once, so that doesn't give him a little bit more motivation, like, oh, I can get away with it in this game. Right. Yeah, they're going to let me hit. And so, uh, yeah, that could have been – well, that's a super dangerous play anyway. The, I thought yeah. that was a big emphasis on the league where a defensive yeah. player – and I know that's a rule. You can't hit a defensive player, a defensive – defenseless player. Yeah. Yes, defenseless player. And he was not ready – he was not ready. For, he had not turned his head all the way fully. And that guy just – Cisco. Yep. Cisco just laid yep. into him. And it's just like even with the whole Tua thing – and everything it's just super scary to see guys you don't want to see i'm so glad the broadcast didn't show him stumbling around and things like that you know where i thought they did two a wrong in his family and the fact that they just kept showing his fingers and you know you know i know you have to cover the game but i'm so glad they didn't show juju just stumbling around and you know i know they did show him walking Mm -hmm. in the uh chief like the little I don't know what you call that, but there's like those yeah. fans down there and yep. they, he was walking. So that was good. That was good. Yeah. And and to be clear, we don't want to see that happen to any t- player on any team. No. It, even if it would have been a Chiefs player as a defensive guy, we don't want to see anybody get hurt and targeted in that kind of way. And I, I realize that Cisco probably wasn't intentionally trying to hurt him, but it's right. just a it's just a dangerous play that can really injure somebody for life doing something like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I point that out. I was just, but yeah. So it was from the very first play of the game, though. So get back to the beginning here. The Chiefs were caught off guard on special teams, and their special teams, oh. their special teams for the most part, just they were lacking uh, to say the least yesterday. Had well, several I think key turnovers. I think a huge. I mean, I think this has been a trend in our conversation. Special teams has let us down. Whether it be Bucker being missing a few games, and then our special team kickers. Even yeah. Bucker, since he's come back, I don't know if that ankle's 100%. Uh, and where he he's missing extra points, which is unusual for him. He's one of the best kickers in the NFL. And so it's just super strange to see our special team make so many mistakes. I mean, we were fortunate we didn't uh, lose one of those fumble recoveries uh, in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. That, that one uh... – 
that one I can see just listening to the broadcast, you know, uh-huh. on that. Are you talking about on that punt that they? Yeah, made? the punt where yeah. that, that player yeah. should have been nowhere near. Well, well, you know nowhere why? Near. But you know why he picked it up, right? Why? It's like because when the other team punts it, if they're the first person that touches it, even if the Chiefs pick it up, uh, the other team cannot turn it over, even if they fumble ah. it after that. And so it's kind of a smart play in a way because it bounced off of the Jaguars guy. And so even if a Chiefs player picks it up and fumbles it, it can't be a turnover because oh. the Jaguars touched it first. Right. How many of you, how, do you think that player knew that? I would sure hope so. <laughs> if not, <laughs> I mean, because I don't think I mean I don't I, I didn't know that rule. I've been watching football for a long time, but I mean, like that is uh, yeah. I'll so. say if he didn't know that rule, then oh man, uh, yeah. Then I have a lot more questions. But right. the very first play of the game, the Jaguars try an onside kick and successfully recover it. Right and from right. that very first kick, the Chiefs defenders. I mean, I understand as a trick play, you're trying to catch them off guard, but they kick it. And the guys run backwards five or ten yards before they realize, oh, this kick is right in front of me. And they yeah. basically had no chance to for the Chiefs to recover it because of how they started that. And as we've talked before, Dave Tobe is one of the best, if not the best, special teams coach. Yeah. And you know he yeah. was lighting into those guys once they got to oh, the sideline. Yeah. And I was surprised they didn't show him on the broadcast more after some of those things because you know he was not happy. Oh yeah, he gets fiery, and I think we gotta give him grace here. Um, we're both pastors, so we'll give grace. <laughs> That's, uh, right. In the fa- That's right. <laughs> in the fact that Dave Tobe, his whole special teams uh, lineup has been flipped. I think the only consistency is Bucker and Townsend, and yeah, so every everybody else is new guys, and so he's still. I'm sure he's still coaching them, but I mean, we're week ten. Who who would have known we we're week ten of the NFL? This season is just flying by uh but yeah. we i mean we 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 got to get together and i know dave tobe i don't know him but i know that he'll have the team the special teams um going and so let's hope they figure it out i'm sure that's going to be a big emphasis in practice uh yeah so yeah i don't think you're supposed to leave leave the uh your line until you see where the ball's being kicked so yeah. to your point exactly but yeah yeah so one guy we have to talk about though is uh, our new wide receiver weapon here, Kadarius Tooney. Tony, yes. however you say it. Tony. I think Tony. I think I've heard Tony. So. All right. Tony, uh, what are we thinking about this guy? Man, he is different, huh? He is. He had his first NFL touchdown yesterday. And yeah. he's been in the league for a few years. I know he's battled injuries, but, I mean, you, you're not going to get a more wide-open touchdown than what he had. That's funny because I just I was watching a Good Morning Football this morning, and they said – there was 20.4 yards of separation. The closest guy to him was 20 yards uh, to him. And so actually that that touchdown score scared me because I thought he hurt his hamstring because he was hopping, but he was trying to stay in bounds. Uh, I thought the same thing. Yeah. And Brett Brett Beach and Andy Reid here, uh, just having depth on the wide receiving is so crucial. If Juju doesn't pass concussion protocol, which he is in concussion protocol, then, look, we have another guy right there ready to go. Yep, yeah, and he, for only being here for two weeks, he had quite a huge impact on this game already. Yeah. So I'm a – I was kind of he- more hesitant on him when we first got him, to be honest. You know, I probably even said that on here. I said, man, I'm not sure I understand why. I mean, it's death, but I don't know 
And yeah. now after watching him yesterday, if he continues to play in that kind of way, man, I, I'll sit here and say I was wrong about this guy, and I'm yeah, glad yeah. to be wrong. I, oh, I'm, yeah. always, I'm always glad to be wrong in that way. Yes, for sure. And so uh, we'll see. Uh, I know we were both kind of disappointed with the the trade dead, trade deadline. We think and they needed some more defensive help. But, man, credit our corners. They played well uh, yesterday. I know, again, it's uh, Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I mean, maybe we shouldn't hang our hats on that too much. But I thought they played they played well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and speaking of the defense, remember the Jags coming into this game. Yeah. Uh, they were only allowing 12 sacks uh, per game. Or not per game, sorry. 12 sacks for the entire year so far. Uh-huh. And uh, the Chiefs, uh see if I can find it. I know they had at least five sacks, maybe more. Oh, here it is. Yeah, they had five sacks. Wow. And so for a team make only sure allowing. A, make sure you get a Big Mac. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Big Mac sack here in the Kansas City and St. Joseph area. So there you go. get yeah. yourself one today. Uh, but yeah, so coming into the game, Jags are only allowing 12 sacks a year and the Chiefs put five on them in yeah. one game. So almost half of what they've allowed for the entire year, they allow in one game. Right. So, and I knew, I saw on Twitter that, uh, Chris Jones had four pressure QB pressures yesterday. And then, uh, George Karloffis had four pressures as well. And so that's super encouraging for a rookie that would probably be hitting the rookie wall right about now. It's yeah. getting better. And so that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. And once again, Chris Jones for interior defensive lineman still has the highest win rate uh, in the NFL. So Chris Jones yeah. is having himself a year. I mean, I'm, I'm, he, he might be playing his best football yet, and that's saying something because he's played some yeah. really good football. Well, they got him off the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Remember so, that? Oh, man, yeah. Last year, that was <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, and, and remember, too uh, – the Chiefs got five sacks yesterday, and that is still including with Frank Clark being out. Yeah. Now that's his two games, right? That's his two games yeah. suspension, yep. so he'll be back yes. with uh... – Yeah, so he'll be back next week. And hopefully – I'll say this, and we've mentioned this guy a lot on here, Carlos Dunlap. There this guy has come to play. Uh, he's now has 100 sacks in his career, uh-huh. uh, as they shared on the broadcast yesterday. And so that guy has been an underrated player coming into the season. And I don't know if you can say he's underrated anymore because he keeps showing up and keeps making plays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But so get this or some other good stats for you. So the Jags defense uh, how was allowing a total of 343 yards per game and the Chiefs put 486 on him. They were – allowing 238 passing yards a game and the Chiefs and Mr. Patrick Mahomes MVP <laughs> front runner MVP favored in my opinion put up well, 331 well, I wanna, I wanna talk, yeah I want to talk about that here in a little bit but yeah. yeah yeah and then so and the Jags defense uh was number seven in the league only allowing 105 yards per game uh the Chiefs put 155 yards on them and the on the flip side of that, the Jaguars offense, they were number seven in rushing. Uh, Travis Ntn had uh-huh. three straight 100-yard-plus rushing games. As a total, uh, for the Jaguars offense, 75 yards. There you go. The wow. Chiefs defense, we talked about this before, you cannot count out a Spags defense early in the season because it's a, it takes a while to get that system going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping, I know it's the Jaguars and they're 
may not necessarily be an elite team at this point, but I'm hoping this is a trend that keeps continuing as we right, further, right. go further down these games. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, and I think, I think it will. I think it will. I got confidence. I got uh, optimism that it will go down. But I want to go back yeah. to the MVP vote. So they're saying yeah. there's two, the media heads. I guess we're part of that. I don't know. Uh, the media- <laughs> hey, what? Let's claim ourselves. Can you claim yourself to be a media head? I don't I know. Think, I, I claim you to be a media head. And, and I claim, claim me. And I claim you to be one. All right. And if you're listening to this, go ahead and claim it for us too. Say, hey, these there guys are media heads. <laughs> they are. They're saying that it's Mahomes front runner, and then two is right behind him. Yeah. Which I have a problem now. Two is having a great year. Yeah, but he is. Two is also missed two games, three games, two games. Yeah, at least three two. games. I think he plays because they're they're uh, they, they lost three games, and so I know he started a game, but he didn't finish the game. Okay, and so yeah. uh, he's missed three games uh, to injury. So how can you be the MVP if you've missed if you haven't finished three games? Well, uh, I guess the point to that is: Are you still putting up the stats in the games that you have been playing? Because he still played the majority, and if he's going to play the rest of the season, uh, so. No. But. I will say this too, though. There's so a lot of season left. A lot. So, the, a a lot, lot can happen in those games. But I will say this: uh, Did you notice the Bills lost again yesterday? And Man, I thought the, I thought Vikings. they were giving. I thought they were giving the Super Bowl. But they were. I thought they and already won the Super Bowl. That's what they said. And uh, <laughs> if you recall, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. It's Nick something. One of those uh, media has that's a huge Chiefs fan. Oh, Nick oh, Wright. Nick Wright. Yeah, Nick Wright. Nick Wright. Remember, yeah. he said after that Bills game, he said, congratulations, Bills, you've won your Super Bowl. Yeah. So, and he there said in the last two years. Well, the did, you notice, were... uh, did you notice Josh Allen had the ball in overtime? Uh, I did and... not see. I just saw the highlights. Oh, okay. so I didn't see the whole game or anything. All right, well, I, this... I did uh, see that he had an interception in the red zone, though. Uh, in overtime. I... Imagine that. He had the ball in overtime. He didn't win the game. I thought for sure – if Josh Allen was given the ball in overtime, he would win you the game. That's what we were told. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it maybe if he, you know, I don't know, had a little bit stronger of an arm, maybe better coordination. <laughs> maybe if he was on a different team, maybe he could uh-huh. do it. Or maybe you just need a Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you just need Patrick Mahomes. Which, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if you saw the – I know we both kind of rewatched the game because we had other responsibilities uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. But in the broadcast, um, there was a, a crazy stat they threw up on the screen. And it said when Patrick Mahomes plays, you know, sub-500 teams, mm-hmm. he's 23-1, and one, which is like, yeah. you know, like, oh, well, he's supposed to be – well, that's exactly right. He's supposed to beat those teams. Yeah, And so those are the teams he's supposed to beat. And then also, then they threw up a stat, which was crazy. I couldn't believe it. In Patrick Mahomes' career, in November and December, he's undefeated. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that that's crazy. is. Because that's when you want to be playing your best football. And to be undefeated in those two months is it's just incredible. Uh, it's incredible. Well, oh, it's November 14th. So are we not going to lose until? <laughs> I don't so... know. I don't know. So, I mean, I don't want to jinx them. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, we I know we got a big uh, game Sunday night, which we'll get to later this week. But uh, my goodness, yeah. those stats are just insane. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: our keys to win the game were to slow down NTN, which we did. Get pressure uh-huh. on Lawrence, which we did. Yeah. And to both our points too, we both all said we can't just uh, come out and get 
start fast or start slow. We have to play yeah. fast and play to our get, uh, play to our potential the entire game. And I yeah. think the Chiefs did that. Yeah, super boring game, but one of those <laughs> games right. you will you know, take. It's boring because there's not much action. The Chiefs are winning by so much. But every once in a while, after some of these stressful games we've had, I need a game like that. Yeah. But it's so, also crazy to think, like, he had, like, if you would have just watched, if you would have looked at the stats and the time of possession and kind of watched the game, you wouldn't have thought he would have had 331 yards passing. But he did. I mean, just a, yeah. a quiet 330 with four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, four touchdowns uh, with 330 passing yards. And the Jaguars, to your point, had – a longer time of possession than the chiefs by yeah. about three minutes or so. Well, they were looking like the old chiefs where they were scoring in three, five plays, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to the point of the broadcast too, they were saying, you know, they were supposed to be the, uh, the team that didn't score anymore after Tyree kill. And here we are. Uh, I don't know about after this week, but going into yeah. this week, we were still the number one scoring defense averaging over 30 points a game. Yeah. So, you know, that could change a little bit. We didn't quite hit 30 yesterday, but, uh, well, the Chiefs don't seem to be slowing down. They still lead no. the league in 20-plus no. yard plays. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't know what you, but I enjoy Tony Romo and Jim Nance when they call a play, so uh, I do. call a game. So I do, although I was watching it with Jill yesterday, and Jill didn't make a comment about Tony Romo, not knowing who it was because she's still uh-huh. learning football. She's just Man, that guy sure does like to talk a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> There's no hate on Tony Romo. She has no, no idea who he is. It's just funny to, to hear that comment. Yeah, just from a pure, pure uh, source, right? You know, That's right, no, pure, no. pure source. There you go. So there you go. Jill Smith, everybody. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. Uh, any, anything else stick out to you in the game? Uh. Man, the only thing I would say is on our special teams, we got to clean some of that stuff up. Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. you turn the ball over twice uh, in special teams. You know, one time was uh, at the end of the first half when uh, Fortson picked it up to run it back because it was just a squib kick and fumbled it, put him right in field goal uh, range to start yeah. with. And luckily they missed it. First half, first play of the game, fumbled it yeah. basically right at midfield. You give – and they didn't get any points off either of those, the Jaguars didn't. But you give that kind of field position to a really good team, I mean, you could easily say the Chiefs only win that game by one possession or less if the Jaguars are able to convert on some of those uh, key things. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But other than that, yeah. I thought the Chiefs played a pretty well-rounded game uh, outside of special teams. Outside special teams, yeah, and we and to win a playoff game, you got to win. You got to do both. You got to yeah. win all three phases of the game, or not to both, but you got to win all three phases. Yeah, I thought Tr- Trent and Duffy looked good. Yeah, he did. Uh, he made a couple Great plays. Games. Yeah, and so I think that's co- encouraging. That hey, we here's our first round pick, uh, making yep. making some plays, and so it's, he's worth it. And then I thought, which has got to be like a headache for decent defensive coordinators right now. Is who is Pat going to throw to? Yeah, because yeah. again, he hit over I think over nine receivers or nine people caught caught a pass, and so yeah, I think you're right. And at least over nine, and so that's pretty that's pretty crazy to think that nine guys are on the field and catching passes. Usually, it's like four yeah. or five maybe for like a high up, but usually it's like three three to five guys that catch balls on a football team. And here he's throwing to ten ten guys. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked. He, he completed passes to nine different receivers. He okay, not, yeah. he attempted to ten, but only nine caught. 
So that's pretty good. The only other thing I'll point out too is the Chiefs rushing game with Isaiah Pacheco, if they can continue to block and run like that, because remember the Jaguars had the number seven rushing defense in the NFL coming into this game. And the Chiefs were able to run. I'm not saying that he had a a huge breakout game, but compared to what we did the week before and the weeks prior, uh, I'll take, you know, uh, Isaiah Pacheco rushing for the way he did because he had 82 yards rushing yesterday. Come on. And McKinnon, McKinnon in the mix. Uh, One of our hot takes I remember strongly was uh, Clyde would not be the starter. Yep. Yep. So and here we are, week you heard, 10. You heard it here first. Maybe not first. There's some people that thought that too. But yeah, yeah. you heard a very strong point here on this podcast first that I that uh sorry, that uh Clyde Edwards Elaire would not be the starting running back after the bye week. And what do you know? After the bye week, he is not started. And Man, he, he didn't yesterday. He, did. he wasn't yeah, on the field much. Got, no, he didn't. He got very few touches yesterday. So I think the Chiefs are kind of waving the flag on him and saying, okay, we've tried this. Uh, this uh, particular position and person enough. We know what we have, and it's not what we thought. Yeah. So, and that's, you, that's, you think? Again, I mean, I know, I know we talked, but do you think McCole Hartman is this going to be like a gadget guy? They're going to just use in, in certain games where they think uh, they have a, a matchup where yeah. they have that jet sweep and that you know quick tosses and stuff like that. I just don't know why they don't use him more yeah. like that. But I know the well, there's only. There's only one ball, and there's a lot of guys that can make plays. Yeah. Well, and yesterday he wasn't playing because he was injured. Yeah. So he is out that that game. But I think the problem with McCole Hardman, and once again, not hating on anybody, but when you throw him the deep ball, he's very inconsistent in catching. Yeah. yeah. And that is uh is not something that's going to get you the ball thrown a lot when you're not able right. to catch it consistently. And I'm not saying you have to catch a hundred percent because you don't. It's it's a game you're going to miss some, but you got to be able to be consistent, though. You have to be right. consistent. And, and uh, Noah Gray. Shout out to Noah Gray, man. Man, man that, that guy. Yeah. He's getting better and better every week. He is. I mean, I don't want to speak too soon here, but if this progression continues, uh, Travis Kelsey's shelf life, uh, as much as I want him to play for the next 30 years, is <laughs> improbable. Right. You know, he, he's probably got maybe five years at the most. I think he's 32 now, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he doesn't have that many years left. And so to have another young guy that is showing promise is a good sign. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. Awesome win. Uh, we'll chalk it up. Week 10 of the NFL. Uh, here we go. Uh, That's yeah, right. we'll, we'll see what I can't believe. We only got uh, eight more weeks here of football. Yeah. And right about. And right now, if the season ends today, the Chiefs would be the number one seed in the playoffs. So, uh, Chiefs, hopefully uh, you can keep this up. We're cheering for you on, and we have all faith that you can. As, as we look at the schedule we've talked for, I don't know who else they lose to. Yeah, but, uh, but Sunday only, night. Sunday I was, night. I was about to say, the only people that have me worried is the division games against the Raiders and the Chargers because those two teams, no matter yeah. how good or bad they are, always played the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, they always play well. So we got Uh, two more games against – one against each of those teams still. So we'll see how those come out. So uh, thanks for joining us in this episode of the Kingdom Corner. Join us next time as we discuss the uh, preview of the Chiefs and Chargers game on Sunday night. We'll see you next time.